Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast is the darkest timeline. It's definitely the darkest timeline. I think we can all agree with that, can't we? Just to be sure, let's go through a few bits. Me, you, this podcast, together, weaving our way through the darkest timeline. On today, we've got parking fun, school, sports day. All of the fun of the fair. There's no, there's no fair. I'm just saying. Anyway. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe, comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. And just get the podcast out there into the world. Right, let's get going. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast, The Darkest Timeline. you doing? You alright? You well? Ooh, a reminder. I don't need that reminder anymore so I can get rid of it. Mm. Oh dear. How, how, how's it going? How's life? How's your day? How's your week? How's life treating you? Well, I hope. Um, bit of a, bit of a one this week. Um, uh, more stuff from the week, less stuff from an entertainment perspective. Still haven't found, like, that's not true. That's not true, I've realised I haven't written something down. Uh, can I do that quickly? So I don't forget. Do, do. Do, 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 there we go, okay, so TV's now covered, in fact, no, I wasn't even, it's movies, so, yeah, there you go, let me tell you a little story, <laughs> oh, that's a good start, isn't it? Um, oh wow, where to start So, last week I was off work I think I covered that last week It was Interesting I'll leave that there for now Because it'll come up again, I'm sure um, Being off work has Some pluses and some minuses Um Things like, oh, I can do this because I'm not at work is a plus in most cases. Uh, minuses are things like, oh, you're not at work, so you can do this. Um, you know, double-edged sword and all that. So, uh, I'll try and condense this bit down. My youngest daughter used to go to dancing on a particular day. She got to the top end of that group. She was going to have to move anyway because dancing was at a time that she's not going to be able to go in the future. Um, so, because she was at the top end of a group, 
waited until like a half term and then changed her to a new group, which is on a different day at a different time. The day and time in question is a time that I can't take her. So, <laughs> for want of a better way of putting it, kind of exempt from that. Obviously, when I'm on holiday, immediately it's like, oh, well, that's not an opportunity to do that. So... <laughs> Problem I've got is I, I know the end of the story. Uh, so, off we go. I, I pick her up. I take her to where she goes dancing. Um, had an absolute nightmare in the car park. It's it's a very odd car park because it's not very big. <laughs> it's not very big, but it can fit a fair number of cars. Which obviously makes no sense. It's... On one hand, its design is probably quite clever. And on the other hand, its design is just designed for problems. So, work that one out. Um, We had a nightmare parking because of the person that was in front of us. The person in front of us decided that they could not park a small car in any of the multitude of spaces that were available. Um, It got to the point, I'm pretty sure there was a car behind me, and I was like, I don't want to park here because it's on an end, and if your car's going to get damaged, it's going to get damaged on the end sort of thing. I was like, I want to park there, but I can't because the person in front of me can't make the mind up and apparently can't park this tiny car. <clears throat> so, I'm just going to park it here. And then once the person in front of me had parked and I then parked, I was like, I don't want to leave the car here. Short version is, it's the kind of car park where you don't want to leave your car in certain places. And I was about to leave my car in a particular place. I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I'm going to have to move it. So I moved the car. In the process of moving the car, I realised that, that I actually knew the person in the car in front, which made that whole situation a little bit embarrassing. But anyway, you move on. Got out of the car. Took my daughter to the place she goes dancing. And now, now that she's she's getting older now, don't get to stay anymore. So you literally drop her off and then you have to go and find find yourself something to do for half an hour. Now, you people know, this man here, if there is a coffee situation involved or the potential of a coffee situation, I am there. And luckily for everybody... There is a coffee shop around the corner. I go off to the coffee shop. I come back. Uh, I've got five, ten minutes, which gives me enough time to put my drink in the car. And then go and collect my daughter. Now then. Now, is it one of those that there's a lesson before hers? 
Or is she the first lesson? Anyway, it doesn't matter. What I will say is this. It's busy. So from the time that she starts, all the way through the evening, it's just back-to-back lessons. One ends, the next one starts. That one ends, the next one starts. There's no in-between. What it does mean is that there's two lots of classes in and around the area at the same time. So, a car park that's not ideal can get quite busy. Me and my youngest daughter are walking back to the car park. We walk into the car park and... You know one of those things where when there's quote-unquote a situation happening, you kind of become aware of it quite quickly. So, not sure what had triggered it, but there was obviously something going on. It's like, what is this situation? What's happening? And I saw that there was a car parking, like just stopping, parking, all that sort of thing. But it was where the car had parked. And where the car had parked was essentially in the entrance to the car park. Now, somebody said to me when I was relaying this story, was the car park full? No. The car park was two-thirds full, but there was plenty of spaces. Plenty of spaces. So we're walking into the car park, and I'm like, what? That, that person can't possibly be thinking that they're just going to leave their car there for a start there's many car there's many spaces many spaces surely that person can't be thinking they're just going to leave their car there which became <laughs> which became very apparent that that is exactly what that person was about to do because they got out of their car, shut the door, locked it, and walked away. Now, for me, I'm like, okay, uh, I've got to get back to the car, I've got to get the child in the car, I've got to get the child strapped in, got to get the child set up with uh, tea, drink, etc., etc. So there was a part of me that was like, this isn't a problem for me immediately. This isn't going to cause me problems for at least a few minutes. However, this is absolutely going to cause problems when all the things that I've just listed are done and I'm ready to leave. (sighs) However, (laughs) the situation unfolded like this. Obviously, there's a lot of people arriving to the car park. But at this point in time, there's also a lot of people trying to leave. And a cacophony of car horns started. Now, there were four cars immediately affected by where the person had parked. Because the person parked blocking four cars in. 
that <laughs> that was enough of a start. So those four cars start beeping their horns, but the but the the beeping went from beep 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 beep, beep to just leaning on the horn. Then another row back, which is where this person is now walking with their child, another row back, obviously realise what's happening, realise that they're ready to leave and what exactly is the thought process here. They then (laughs) join in with the horns. So at this point, just short of a third of the car park are blaring their horns and at this point i'm about to pass this person and their child so i'm now like do i say something and it's 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 that range of do i say excuse me i'm really sorry but i i really don't think you can just leave your car there you've blocked an entire car park. Not only can people not get out, nobody can get in. Because <laughs> in in your in your world, in your mind, it is perfectly acceptable to park your car there. Do I fire out a yeah you, you can't leave that there? You might want to move it. As I'm playing this through in my head, the person in question then starts to do this kind of, oh, uh, mm, uh, eh, uh, sort of dance. They're obviously trying to get their child to a dance lesson. But... It was it was almost like it was it was very much like they knew exactly what they were doing and thought it would be I'll just leave it there for a minute. And then the nine cars that were blaring their horns kind of reminded this person, Oh yeah, maybe I can't leave it there. Maybe I could have just parked it in one of the eight spaces that were available. Then they decided No 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 it's fine. It's more important that I get my child to dance in than any of these people getting in or out of this car park. I'll just carry on. <laughs> so they carry on walking. <coughs> the any of the cars that were beeping, like beep 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 kind of beeping, are now leaning on the horns. So all you can hear is a multitude of cars going absolutely apeshit. As the person is just about to pass me, and I'm trying to decide which version of, look, in case you haven't noticed, I don't think those people would need to leave your car there. Should you maybe move it? The person finally did that, oh, fine, (laughs) kind of thing. 
turned to their child and basically did the, you'll have to go on without me. Sent the child off in one direction, went to the car, got in and drove off. Now then, here's the question. Here's the question that I've wondered for a week. What was the thought process? What was the catalyst? What was the A, B, C? What went through that person's mind? I'm telling you here and now, that car park is notoriously bad. To the point that I found a different car park, which is very close, and was like, I ain't even attempting to deal with that car park, I'm just going to park here. And started doing that. The only time I ever go in that car park is if I look and go, oh, it's basically, you know, a third empty sort of situation. In hindsight, shouldn't have parked in there that week. Shouldn't have parked in there last week. So, anyway. What was the thought process? What went through this person's mind? What was it? Where was the... Because there's an element of... I'm just going to leave this here for two seconds. While I just run the child in. Just running the child in is a ten minute job. So so you're not just leaving it there for two seconds while you run the child in. You're parking your car. Blocking all other vehicles getting in or out of the car park. There is no way, if you've ever been to that car park before, that you don't know that. There's no way you can't know that. If you park there, that car park is completely blocked. What was the thought process? I... I try different scenarios in my head. Different combinations. Different... Was the intention to walk the child to the end of the car park, send them on the way, get back in the car and drive off? The only acceptable thing is if they pulled up, stopped, let the child out of the car, said, I'll see you in half an hour, and reversed out. Or stopped, let the child out, and then went and parked, and I'll be there in two minutes. But none of that was the case. I cannot... I cannot work out the combination that made that a thing. One thing I will say is... There's something else I'm going to talk about in a bit. Um, And it's the thing that I'm not saying about this scenario. Um, So I might loop back. We'll see. Um, So I I was off work for one week. It was one of those... I had a week's worth of holiday. I actually had two weeks of holiday to use up. I took the last week of the holiday season off. Um, (sighs) 
it's a very strange thing. When you work, what what is it, like 48, is it? 48 weeks a year. You, you, there is, there's stuff that happens, the stuff that passes you by that you just don't notice, don't realise, don't think, or, you know, if you're the kind of person who, on your holiday, you step foot on a plane, fly to a different country, spend a week, ten days, two weeks, lying on a beach, drinking cocktails, and then fly home, you probably don't notice it either. There's... Definitely one of those things that you don't notice if you work Monday to Friday and and your weekend is, I need to get this done, I need to get that done, I need to do whatever. You certainly don't notice it then. And what it is, is if you're not at work Monday to Friday, it's a whole different world. So I had the opportunity to do a lot of things that I don't get the opportunity to do. Um, it was my son's birthday a uh, week or so ago. And like some kind of... I was going to say something and then realised it was probably not the sort of thing you should say. Like, but now I can Ah, oh, painted myself into a car and rear kids. No, I can't. I can't get out. Um, he had a lot of birthday celebrations. Uh, let's go that. Um, so he had a trip to the beach. We talked about. He had his actual birthday, and then the other thing to do was to go to one of these um, soft play places. But the plan was to do it on a weekday. Now. If you've got kids and you, you know, they get invited to parties and they get, you know, friends invited to go places and all this, that and the other, you will often end up at one of these soft play places. And it will always be afternoon, evening on a weekday or middle of the day on a weekend when everybody else is there. It's not. 11 o'clock on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a whatever. Because if you go at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday or Wednesday or a Thursday or whatever, you'll find that the place is deserted. Like, deserted. So we get there and we go in, you know, it wasn't like we were battling for a car park space. Packed up, went in. Hi, we'd like, you know, these guys to play. Okay, that's fine. Pay your money. Do you want any drinks? Do you want to, uh, do you want to, do you want to hear the offers for, you know, membership sort of stuff? It's like, what? Just want to come in and play. When we got there, there was a parent and a child. There was also two of the parents, two of the children who were leaving when we got there and that was it that was all the people that were there it was like well I guess we can decide where we want to sit and have to worry about you know other kids sort of thing and you know my guys can just go off and do whatever they want 
Um, so there was that. Then there was the situation where another parent and another child turned up. Um, and then two more parents were two little, little people, little guys. And then by the time we'd left, another parent and another child. So that was the entirety of the parent-child combinations for the entire time we were there. When I was walking out of one of the soft play areas, I saw a sign that said, maximum child capacity, 60 children. I was like, well, I've been there on a Saturday. And there was probably 60 children there when I was there because... The party we were having made up like 15 of the kids. That was just us. Um, The opportunity to do something on a weekday. Well, like I say, you know, didn't have to worry about parking. Got served when we walked through the door. Got in like... My daughter made friends with one of the other children that was there. And they played for a bit. It was towards the back end. But literally instantly it was like, do you want to come to my birthday party? I was like, ah, that's a proper kid thing. That's a proper child thing. I love, I love stuff like that. I, I always say, like, birthday parties were a commodity. You know, the worst possible thing you could say to another child was, you're not invited to my birthday party. That was like literally stabbing them in the heart. Or, if you'd invited them and then you told them that they were no longer invited to your birthday party. My word. Like, death. Death of a child. Well, I mean... So, I've come to a conclusion, and the conclusion is that I need to retire. Um, I think, um, with like, you know, money I've got saved, uh, with all of my investments, um, and my pension, I think I can make it to about a week next Tuesday... Um, but outside of that, I think it's time to retire. I know a guy, not like that. I know a guy from my, from my dog walking escapades. And he's one of these guys that he, if you talk about something, he'll tell you. Like some inside knowledge. Like if you said to him, I'm looking for, you know, I'm looking for somewhere to take the family to do this, that, and the other. He's like, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you a place to go that nobody knows. And he'll tell you. And you'll be like, all right, yeah. And he'll be like, next time you see him, like, did you check that place out? Oh, no, no. Oh, you want to go? We went <clears throat> We went last week and there was nobody there. And we got to do this, that, and the other. And, da, 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 da. and then eventually you listen to him and you go and it's like, Wow. Like, I think three of the places he's recommended to me, I've been to, 
and all three of them I'm like they're absolutely nailed on um he told me about how he retired like if you if you had to ask me how old I thought it was I'd say he was maybe mid to late 50s but he's obviously one of these people that retired a, a few years ago. He, he talks about how he retired early. He talks about how he managed to achieve that. Uh, he got a big payout from, from his work and all this and the other. <laughs> and you can just tell that he's like, yep, this is, this is what life is. This is what life's supposed to be. You go on holiday... When all the kids are at school, you have two weeks doing whatever. It costs you next to nothing. And then you come back just as the kids break up from school. And you're, you've had your two-week holiday and you're well rested. And it's like, I mean, that sounds nice. Um, so, yes, it's, it's time to retire. Um... Not entirely sure how I'm going to do it, but that's a semantics, isn't it? So, I've been ex- I've been excited to tell this story. Um, I'd like to say nobody was harmed in the making of this story, but that is not true in the slightest. Um, so, uh, on my on the, I, I I have a day each week where I don't work. That's my, quote-unquote, my day with the children. Unless I'm on holiday, and then that's apparently, you know, two days. So, my day with the children last week. Um, again, this is a really long story that I'm going to try and condense down. My youngest daughter got a, got a bike for Christmas. One of those things, absolutely, had to have this bike. It was a particular type of bike that she'd seen, and it was the only thing that she wanted, and da 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 and through various channels made it happen so she got the bike and then as with anything like that that a child absolutely has to have that i need it i have to have it the moment they get it and they use it they don't like it so that was basically the case um she's just not not as confident on it as she is on a scooter um she can scoot she can go fast. All of that. That's, that's her on the bike. That, no, that's her on the scooter. Her on the bike is... Um, there's, there's, you know what it's like. There's too much going on. You've got two brakes. You've got a you know, pedal and this and the other. There was a problem. The tyres needed pumping up. Um, and again, I'm trying to condense this story down. The bike pump cannot at this point in time be located it was to do with the conversion and moving everything and we're just not sure where the bike pump is shortest version there we go um so when they just needed a little bit of air it was like yeah you'll be fine you've got stabilizers then one day it's like oh you're gonna go on your bike today yeah i'm gonna go on my bike today cool Get the bike out, get it set up. Um, the handlebars were a little bit off, so I, I set the handlebars, got everything sorted. Went set off and went, oh, both of your tyres are flat. 
And that was kind of, in a way, that was kind of the end of the bike. With the caveat of, once we find the bike pump, we'll pump the tyres up and you can go back to your new bike. Job done. So, that out of the blue, oh, um, Nana's lent you a bike pump. And it's a proper... A proper like a stand-up one, like a like a TNT detonator one. Um, a foot? It's not a foot pump. It's a it's a pump. It, it really doesn't matter. Um, so it it transpired into right. Are you going to use your bike if I pump the tires up? Yes, I'll use my bike if I pump the tires up. Okay, let's do that then. So I pump the tires up. Got them nice and real firm. Um, got out helmet on. Cycling gloves on. Got the boy in the pushchair. Right. Are we ready? Yes, we're ready. Let's go. Now then, there are two parts to this story. One is... <sighs> shortest version is it's less important in a story sense, but it is still important to me as a person, so I'm going to cover it. And that is, she just never gelled with the bike. And I think it was an age thing. And she's had some time away from the bike. She's had a bit of time off the bike. Um, now, there's a possibility that, obviously, if the tyres weren't properly inflated, that might have been a problem. That might have been an issue. That might have been part of the problem. But the shorter version is, she can't pedal it. She can't pedal it up hills. She can't pedal it to get out of when the stabilizers are higher than the back wheel. So she just ends up spinning. She can't pedal. She just needs a lot of help. When I'm pushing the push chair, that's not massively an option. So as we set off, I was like, ah, oh, man, this is going to be a nightmare. So... Just to cover this part of the story off, I was like, I've never seen such strength and determination in someone so so small. Because no, there was one point where she needed a bit of a push because she'd got a what I call a wheel spin situation. The um, the Ujimorts, it's the stabilizers are higher higher than the back wheel, so she can't get any traction because she can't pedal. The bike from that position that sort of thing so i had to give her a bit of a shove at one point other than that she cycled up some proper monstrous hills for for a small person or a, a slightly larger person monstrous hills i was just like i'm wildly impressed i thought that she's done really well but that's not the <laughs> That's not the story that we're telling here. Still trying to condense this story down, by the way. So, something that in somebody's infinite wisdom has, has been a thing is in the in the area where I live, I presume the council has decided, I've got a fantastic idea. Let's resurface all of the pavements in the area. Okay. In, in in one way, I can see why that would be a thing, and in another way, I'm like, I mean, you know, maybe surface the roads while you're at it, or instead, 
Honestly, some of the roads around here are shocking. Anyway, so somebody in the infinite wisdom went, we're going to resurface the pavements. But I think you can already imagine what that looks like because any sort of job like that, it's a big job. You know, there's a lot to do. Any job like that is going to be done to the worst possible standard you can imagine. So whereas a pavement was a little bit in a state of a small amount of disrepair, but relatively flat, relatively even, you know what you're getting, there might be a bit of a crack here or there. Now what we've got is like a, a that weird tarmac stuff that's not tarmac, it's like what you imagine they'd use underneath tarmac as like a base coat we've got that and now you've got like really uneven pavements and like all I all I keep saying is like massive cambers where there weren't any so that bit of the story is important because of what's coming next Trying to justify parts of my story here. So we set off. We go up the road. I'm like, oh, you know, she hasn't needed any help so far. That's great. We go round the corner at the top of the street. We set off. And it was one of those situations where, as the words were leaving my mouth to try and prevent something from happening, the thing I was trying to prevent then happened. What I was about to say was, oh, by the way, this bit of pavement seems to have a bit of a camber. It's got like a hill. So you'll need to, like, counteract the the camber, the hill, the way it's going, by turning your front wheel the opposite way while you're pedalling. That's a lot of words to get out in the split second it took for my daughter to take a... A spill. And I mean. She went down. Hard. I mean hard. Now. Normal situation for me would be this. Oh dear you fell off your bike. Get up. Dust yourself off. Get back on the bike. And let's go. This is this was one of the rare times where I saw this situation and I went, uh-oh, that's a bad one. I I envisage my youngest daughter's had a series of bad accidents. Um some of which that have caused scars. So I'm a bit like, oh, has she damaged has, you know, has she hurt her face or you know that a helmet was all all skewed, all of this. So I knew the place that it was going to be the biggest problem was the point of impact, which was her arm. So I rushed over. I was like, oh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Show me her arm. Grazed, to just a, a horrible graze. And I said the worst possible thing. I said, oh, it's a bad one. And immediately went, idiot. Because in that situation, what I should have said was, oh, darling, Oh, you've got a bit of a scrape there, but I think it's going to be okay. 
knowing that I'd said, oh, it's a bad one, knowing that that's going to trigger the her child mind to go, oh, no, it's bad, I'm, I'm actually hurt. I was like, uh, I was like, oh, darling, what do you want to do? Do you want to go? Do you want to go home? Yeah, yeah, okay, you want to go home. I was like, damn it. Messed that one up. So we set off around the corner, and she's like, I don't, I don't want to go on the bike. I was like, no, 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 you, you need to go on the bike. you got to get back on that bike as soon as it happens. To a small amount of my surprise, she was like, okay, then. And gets back on the bike. I'm like, hmm. So I was like, do you actually want to go home? Do you need to go home, or do you think you might as well just carry on now? She's like, yeah, I can just carry on. I'm like, okay. So we turn back around and we set off again. I'm like, hmm. I was like, oh, maybe I should address the huge graze on her arm. I was like, oh, Dan, let me look at your arm. I was like, oh, you brought your water with you. So let's get your water bottle and, and put some water on it. And so we splash some water on it. By this point, you know, the tears had gone. She was fine. I'm like, okay. So she got on a bike and off she went. I'm like, I think we'll call that one a win. We go up the street. We go around the corner. You know that thing where you cross over a road on a bike and you misjudge the curb at the other side and you hit the curb on the bike and you hit it head on and it sends you over the top of the handlebars. She did that. Now, she didn't go over the top. She did that thing where you you fall to the side. So you kind of save yourself. And I was like, oh, darling, I was going to say, in a situation like that, you're probably best slowing down and, like, hitching it up over the curb. Or you need to speed up so you go up the bump and prepare yourself to go up the bump. She barely batted an eyelid at this. I'm like, okay, all right, that's fine. So off we went. Now, for me, we by this point in time, we picked a terrible time to be out and about because it was a time for school kicking out. So I'm like, let's just let's get past the school area. So we went to the chemist, picked up a prescription, left there. I was like, do you want to go to the other shop? Um, no, 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 we'll just go home. I was like, oh, you know, well, this shop's only around the corner. We can go around the corner. Yeah, okay. I was like, right. So we went around the corner. We went up the hill. We went to the shop. Bought bought some biscuits. I was like, I'll buy you a little treat um, to help you heal. Okay, I'm going to get this. Okay, then. We set off. Now, one of the points in time that I can't say that I was really impressed was... The hill up to the shop is a hill. It's a monster. Going up it, I was super impressed. Going down it, I'm like, Ugh. She's like, I'll, I'll try not to go too fast going down the hill. Um, yeah, okay, make sure you got your hands on your brakes. And da, 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 da. She shot off. I honestly thought she was going to go flying out into the road. But she just slowed down and stopped. Fine. We crossed the road. We cross the road again. We get to the top of another hill. And she says, 
some of them might go downhill and you know the being careful and this and you know it can sometimes be scary and stuff and i was like it can but if you've ridden all the way up a big hill the big the big payoff is going down the hill oh yeah you're right yeah i was like you know you just have to take it steady so she set off down this hill so take one hill add in this terrible pavement resurfacing and add in this weird hilly camber that they've put into these pavements because it's a terrible job and what do you get you get all of the situations that we've had so far rolled into one so at speed going down the hill the bike starts to wobble and then it wobbles again so you know where it does that little wobble and then it does the big wobble and the big wobble is absolutely going to be falling off the bike so the bike goes she ends up tangled in the bike she's got a leg twisted round on the stabilizers she's got her other leg over the other side of the bike she is just she's in the bike she's in it Tangled in every possible way around every possible part of the bike. At this point in time, I am like, holy shit. If I thought any of the things that had happened so far were bad, this is the one. This is, she's broken a bone. This is, she has scarred herself badly. This is, she has injured herself in the worst possible way. Minimum broken bone. I go rushing down the hill with the pushchair. I get to the bike and the child, which is one item now. And as I get there, <laughs> as I get there, she turns and looks at me and goes, See, I didn't even hurt myself that bad. And I was just like, no no I'm like okay should we try and get you out of the bike then yeah yeah so I'm like picking her and the bike up and moving a leg and moving an arm and untangling the two from each other the whole time just like who is this child the only thing I could think of is somewhere on my phone I've got this picture and it's like this tiny little cartoon sketch I think it's only like four panels and it's it it just is something that makes <laughs> makes me laugh. It warms my heart. It's fantastic, and it was it's perfect for this situation. So there's two dads stood, or two guys stood, and in the distance there's a little kid, and a little kid comes running, and it's like daddy, 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 and then the child gets hit by a meteor the size of a car, and one of the guys is like, holy shit. And the other guy, the dad, is like, wait for it. Then the next panel is the child emerges from under the meteor, comes right over and is like, dad, dad, did you see? And the dad's like, yeah, I saw, buddy. It's that. We set off. She gets back on the bike. She pedals away off on the bike. I start pushing the pusher, and I'm like, what? 
what is this? <laughs> so this is the child that 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 we've created. We've created a child that is unaffected by injury. This is who she's been her entire life. This is this is this child. This child is it's not indestructible. Because like I said, she's got scars from falls. Like she fell off a curb, put her teeth through her lip, and has a scar from it. Not indestructible by any stretch of the imagination. Just unaffected by it. And this is largely because from birth to now, we've done the thing of, she has a bad fall. Oh, darling. Okay, pick yourself up, crack on. There was a point, something that I forgot, there was a point where in one of these falls, might have been the might have been the the second of the three, she apologised to me. Oh, Daddy, I'm sorry that I fell. Don't apologise to me, darling. It's nothing to do with me. It's you that fell. It's you that has to deal with it. She apologised to me. So we're walking off. We're literally round the corner from home at this point. And I'm like, who is this person? Doing all this all this peddling up all these hills. Like I've never I've never seen anything like the kind of strength. Like those points where I was like, oh dig dig in, dig in. She always used to have a go at me when I'd say dig in. She's like, I don't know what I mean. And why'd you always say and all this? But I'd be like, dig in, and she'd like prop you could see her like digging down. And getting the energy to pedal at like tough points and just getting on with it. And not only that, these like pretty horrific accidents. And she's like, Did you see? <laughs> I didn't even get that hurt. I'm like, Yeah, if you like. Proper proud parent moment. It was one of those like, I'm proud of all my children for all of the things that they do. My children are all amazing. They do amazing things all the time. And I'm always blown away by each and every one of them. But this was like, I am proud to be that child's parent. Because that child, and in these situations, it's where you look at that child and you go, that child is better than me. I have made that child better than me. But it was like, like I was... I just wanted to tell people, I wanted to stop people in the street and be like, hey, you see that guy over there? That guy has achieved more in this bike ride than I think I'll ever achieve in life. Speaking of achievements, this is not an achievement, although it is in some ways. I decided in the last few days of June, um, on my on my watch thing, you get challenges, like monthly challenges. Um, on my running app, you get monthly challenges. Um, and I realised towards the back end of June that I hadn't actually got one of the challenges, which was to run a 10k. Pfft, 10k. <laughs> 10k. I decided I was going to get a 10k in before the end of the June. No dramas. Small drama, small tiny drama is, small problem is, I haven't been running that kind of distance for a while. 
I've been... I'm going to hold my hands up on this one. I've been doing not the bare minimum, but not not much more than that. Um, if, if you go back to when I was talking about when I broke my arm and then the, the knock-on effect that I had, and then the shortest version is I've essentially worked out what the... I know what the minimum amount of running I need to do every day is. I know what the average amount of running I need to do every day is. And it's like I know if I do four miles on a morning, that's basically going to cover me for a lot of the day because I'm going to get another four miles in walking the dog. And I'm also going to get another couple of miles in, you know, around the house or whatever. So that's my 10, 11 miles that I need in the day. So if I've done four at the start of the day, job done. So it's been that for a long time. But there's the part of me that's like, yeah, I mean, you know, there's a bit of a difference between four and six, but phew, I used to do 10Ks all the time. I'll be fine. Yeah, I was not fine. It's a, it's a route I used to do a lot. It was my 10K route. It was the route that I knew to be 10K. You know, do the four miles, tag on the, what is a 5K. Um, and it's that thing, you know, you do four miles and three point something miles. But apparently at the end, it's only six miles. You know, that combination. However it works, it works. So when I ended up crossing the line, getting home, it was like six and a half miles. But I thought I was going to die. And it's kind of, oh man, it was, it was tough. It was hard. I'd even, I think it was the day before that I'd seen um, a thing of, to enter a 10K. And I was like, oh, I'll enter a 10K. Knock it out, no drama. Um, after that, I was like, I might not do that 10k because, you know, might, might struggle. So, um, so that was fun. Ah, uh, another thing I haven't written down that I definitely was going to talk about was, um, had one of those things today where I was a hundred percent convinced that I was going to have lost weight. You know, those times where you... You know, you catch yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm looking thin. Uh, it's been one of those this week. <clears throat> Caught myself in the mirror a couple of times, been like, you know, it, it's it's a mess. It's an absolute car crash. However, it looks 1% better than last week. So I had that thing where I was like, I'm going to step on the scales Monday morning and I'm going to have... A, lost weight, B, crossed a threshold, C, be quietly impressed. And as each day went on, each time I saw myself in the mirror, I was like, I'm I'm thinking two, maybe three, maybe four pounds this week. So obviously we all know what the outcome here is. Stepped on the scales this, this Monday morning to see the exact same number as last week exact down to the naught point of a pound exact same number 
Um, one of those where I was like, well, you know, I just didn't put any weight on. But another one where it's like, how does that work? How does it work where you where you can see that there's been a physical body shape change? But when you step on the scales, you're like, really? Um, so, like I said, uh, my youngest daughter's going through a series of um, changes. That She's changed dance class. She's changed... Or she will be changing swimming lesson. Um, and the other thing that she'll be changing is that she'll be starting um, she'll be starting school. So she has to do I can't I don't know. They've got a name. I don't I don't agree with the name that they use for these things. So I'm gonna change it to say she has a trial she had a trial not even a day, a trial hour at school. And then this week, she's got a trial morning at school. Very good, very exciting, very fun. What it is essentially for me as a parent, or for parents in general, what it actually is, is a chance to highlight the parents slash children that you are then going to avoid for the next five years, is it? Six years? Six years. Whatever. So, yeah, basically, the children and the parents that you're going to avoid for the next six years. Um, it's fast. It happens real fast. Um, we, we know... We definitely know one of the children... Um, no, a couple of the children. One was a child that my youngest daughter went to dancing with ironically one is a child that she goes to preschool with um i realized that i knew one of the parents not one of the children but i knew one of the parents um again from dog walking um you've got all that sort of stuff going on you get to meet all the teachers work out which teacher's going to be um a good one and which teacher's going to be you know good for this that and the other realizing that um one of her teachers is a teacher that one of my other children had uh, a few years ago. So I kind of already know that teacher, that sort of situation. Um, so, yeah, basically, it's just an opportunity for you to look around the room and go, uh, make sure to avoid that child slash parent, that child slash parent, that one for definite. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, which ties back into what I was saying about dancing. Um, the whole the whole dance situation is literally a collection of parents you wouldn't want to spend time with. People you look at and go, how did you get to that conclusion? How did you get there? You ended up where you are right now. But apparently, it's my fault. Interesting. Um, I had a major, major case of Sunday Night Dread last night. Um, a week off. 
uh, followed by, you know, your standard Sunday night, oh, it's Monday tomorrow kind of situation. But it was really bad. There's a lot of... <sighs> I, I often find work goes in phases. And at the moment, there's a, a phase where there's a lot of... A lot of change, but not not like not just like normal change, like not good change. A lot of the stuff that's going on at the moment seems super unnecessary. Like you just like, why are we doing this? What is the reason for this? Um, which brings me back to it's time to retire. Clearly, what was nice that it was um, it was sports day. Middle daughter's sports day because um, with my children being at opposite ends of the school, um, they have to split the sports days in half. So there's one today, there's one another day this week. Um, that was that's one thing. My my boss is absolutely going to love me when I go to work tomorrow and be like, "Here's a list of things," and I mean a list of things that I've got to do over the next three weeks. That are all going to impact my time at work. Because it's that time of the year where all... Um, I don't know what you call it. All institutions. Like every single thing is, hey, it's time for you as a parent to get involved. So there's like multiple times going to do things with school. And a variety of other things. Um, so sports day. <laughs> Sports day that couldn't have been much more perfect. It went like this. Morning, everybody. Thank you for coming. We've got sports day for these guys. Um, weather looks to be fine. It should be okay. Hopefully, and the, the wind that we've got is going to blow away any rain we might get. So, let's get it going. 30 seconds later, it started spitting. And... Within, it was supposed to be two hours, an hour in, they, quote-unquote, for health and safety reasons, called the rest of the, the sports day off because it was absolutely chucking it down. Hilarious. Uh, it was good, a good opportunity to see... Uh, <laughs> see... Uh, I, saw, I saw both of my older children, but... Um, to see my middle daughter uh, get involved with some sports day activities. Um, one of those that, you know, the beanbag race. Stick a beanbag on your head and then you run or walk fast or walk slow or whatever. I really do feel that there's, there should be some form of disqualification for that. I'm not pointing any fingers. I'm not going to name any names, but a child won the beanbag race by holding the beanbag on their head and running the race. Clear infraction of the rules, ladies and gentlemen. Clear infraction of the rules. Still came first. It's conspiracy. That was a bumper edition of the week. One of those where it just it just flowed this week. There was all sorts going on. Strangely enough, you know, because I wasn't at work. Need to retire. Um, let's talk some TV. I started a TV show a little while ago. I'm pretty sure I talked about it at the time. 
Um, but now I'm going to double back. Uh, I started on the second episode of Tex-Mex Motors. One of those very much a um, car... One of these car shows. They take an old car and they make it new. Shortest version. Um, I'd watched the first episode and it was way, way, way too much of a reality TV show. You know, where it's just completely fake. And I just couldn't bring myself to watch the rest. Um, Then I saw a video on YouTube, I think it was, which reminded me that the main guy in the show is actually from a different one of these shows. He was from Fast and Loud. He used to work for the Gas Monkey Garage. And for want of a better way of putting it, that spurred me to go back and watch it. So it was one of those, I sucked it up and I binged the rest. Um, Two things. One, the forced drama was off the charts. It was insane levels. Insane levels. So, there's that. Um, and the other thing being is, the one thing that you want to see is, you know, the, the them doing the cars, is the one bit that wasn't really in it. There'd be points where, like, oh, you know, we've got to get this car finished up. And then they'd go, and here's the finished car. Like, okay. Okay, you don't want to show us that bit. Uh, it, it alludes to a second series. Um, honestly, I'm not sure it needs another series. Some of them are really good. Um, oh, what's the one? Rooster Riches is it? I quite like. And. Uh, Rust Valley Restore Restorations might be the other one that I quite like. The Canadian one. They're quite fun. Um, Not too much of the forced drama, but this was just like... I felt like I was watching one of those... I, I don't know, it feels like what I imagine watching the Kardashians is like. Just... Very fake. Um, I did watch something else. That was the thing I was writing down before. I watched um, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. The six episodes of Dark Place. I own it on DVD. But all my DVDs have been packed away. Um, and it was on, on offer on Prime for £4. Like I say, six episodes... Four pounds, less than a pound an episode. Absolute bargain. Um, <laughs> it's, it's supposedly set in the 90s about a show that was made in the 80s that was shelved and then brought back because they didn't have anything to show on TV. Um, and it's basically the... Um, a lot of like the Mighty Boosh cast, IT crowd and those sort of things. Um, Matt Berry, Richard Iowadi, uh, Noel, Noel Fielding's in an episode. Um, another guy from Mighty Boosh is in it. 
or the other guy from the Mighty Rouge. Um, just very silly, a lot of fun, very enjoyable. Best four quid I've ever spent, that's for sure. Um, game wise, like I say, no movies. I've got this. I've got this thing at the moment that there's films that I want to see, but I can't justify paying for them. Still haven't seen the second Shazam. That's on my list. Um, I've got... I want to see the latest John Wick. I want to see the latest Fast and the Furious. I want to see... The one thing I'd like to see, I'd like to see again the most is a machine. But apparently we're not getting it over here. Digital release. I don't know what is going on there. I don't know what the plan with that is. So I've been watching movies. But do you want me to talk about Blade? can't think what I watched before Blade. Um, I can't remember. Uh, computer game wise. Finished Resident Evil 4 remake for the second time. I had this thing where I thought there was a section of it that I didn't like in the first playthrough. And thought that would mean that I would like it even less in the second playthrough. Not the case. actually enjoyed it a lot more the second time through. One of the things that's just... I, I went through this the first time, and I know I'm trying not to, you know, rehash old stuff, but the ammo situation in that game is just bizarre. And in the second playthrough, they it's obviously designed to make you buy supplies for crafting ammo in the second playthrough. So you've, again, got a lot less ammo. I was a lot closer to running out of ammo and stuff. But spent the back third of the game without the ability to be able to construct any ammo, which was a lot more prevalent, is that the right word, in the first playthrough. Um, one of those things where I have started it again. It's kind of the way these these games go. I reached a point where I was like, oh man, if there's definitely a point that I'm not a fan of, uh, I've reached that point. So I did turn it off at that point. Um, I'm sure I'll go back to it at some point. Still playing Breakpoint. Um, I've got this weird thing where um, if I try to sell a weapon, it tells me that it's equipped to a preset. And you have to go through this long-winded process of unequipping it and then selling it or dismantling it or whatever. So I looked up how to make it so that's not a thing. And essentially what the internet told me was that there isn't a way to do that. I'm like, what? What does that mean? <laughs> it's this whole thing about if you, if you change your class... Any weapon you've got is essentially equipped to the other class. So it's kind of locked. So just, yeah, strange. Decided, having been playing these games for a little while, that maybe it was time for another game. Put another game in the mix. Made a list of games that I wanted to play again. Some, uh, some replays, some rewinds. Uh, one of those games was the Miles Morales Spider-Man game. Now then, small problem with this. I played it on the PS4 originally, 
when I upgraded to the PS5, I'm pretty sure it was one of the games that I got with my PS5. Because I'd played it, I think I played it like three times on the PS4, because you have to play it twice, no matter what, to get all the upgrades. When I played it on the PS5, I was very much like, oh my god, I've already done all of this. Played it, finished it, and that was that. So when I put it on, it was like, hey, you can play New Game Plus. I was like, cool. Gives me the opportunity to get those upgrades and do all that sort of stuff. One thing that is super annoying and completely bla- completely baffling to me. You can't skip any cutscenes. Now, I seem to think I remember a thing about when you play it the first and the second time. You can't skip those cutscenes. It's only if you play it any more after that that you can. But man... The cutscenes are so long, and I've seen them so many times. I'm just like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to play this. And then typically, I then just fell back on playing Breakpoint again. Um, Again, one of those, because I played Breakpoint that much, now I'm just doing stuff to spice things up in that. So, like, you know, mixing up, like, trying to do some of the challenges and trying different weapon combos and that sort of stuff. So, that's kind of making that more fun again, kind of thing. I'm sure I will play a different game at some point, and I'm sure I'll talk about it at length to you guys. That's it. That's that. It was a bumper one, but uh, it is over now, so there we go. I'll catch you next time. So, there we go. What do you think? A bumper episode. A big juicy one. Hmm. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining. If you made it this far, maybe you are the kind of person that likes to click a button. Maybe you click that like. Maybe you subscribe to this podcast. Maybe you tell a friend. Word of mouth, people. Do check out the website. It's thecookiecast.com. There you can drop us a line. Send us an email. Check out our social media links. Get in touch, people. We'd love to hear from you. That's it from this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. This is a cookie cast production.